Hello and welcome to the first installment of what I'm calling the Angry Author. My name is Jeb Bond. Uh, for those that don't have the distinct uh, pleasure of knowing me, I am a writer. I primarily work in the realms of suspense and thrillers and a little bit of horror. Um, what I would like to do with this series is explore some different options and topics around the world of writing. I was inspired to pick this first topic uh, just due to a thread. Uh, I think I was on Reddit and I stumbled across something where somebody basically uh, suggested that a story can be strong and a book can be incredibly incredibly good with without good characters and while I will agree that having uh, a strong story is absolutely uh, an integral part you know to, to putting a book together any kind of written work anything that you want to to convey emotion um, you know you definitely want to have a strong story however I do take uh, I, I do take a little offense to how this person completely downplayed the importance of character and I'm, I'll explain you know we'll get into to all of that good stuff um, you know I, I kind of subscribe more to I guess what you could call the the Seinfeld outlook on things you know um, for those who aren't old enough to remember or for those that have forgotten the TV show Seinfeld uh, had been described as a show about nothing Oh, it's nothing. It's nothing. Why are people watching it? Well, you know, there were odd situations that would pop up, but uh, the primary driving force was the characters. You had your, you know, the main characters who weren't necessarily the most likable people at all times, but there was something compelling enough about them that you know, they could hold your interest. And then there were periphery characters that would pop up that would add different spice to the show. So you could take a show that had no real driving narrative other than the daily lives and misadventures of these characters. So while I will agree that, for the most part, story is important, I personally would rather, you know, if put in the, the position of having to choose, I would rather read a book that had loose narrative, you know, to no narrative, if it had compelling characters doing something anything you know they could be dropping off their dry cleaning they could be shopping for groceries but if it's an interesting character that has interesting thoughts that are conveyed i can deal with that more than a story that might have a solid foundation but has no has no real driven characters no type of character development things of that nature um so, I mean, you know, to me, character is something that, that cannot be downplayed when it comes to things like this. One of the main reasons being, if you have, it, and, and for the sake of this conversation, we'll assume that, that there is some type of a narrative holding everything together, not just a handful of characters being thrown into the abyss, but uh, one of the things to me that can, that makes a story that much more compelling, especially in a book where you're not looking 
at uh, at such necessarily a wide scale is how the characters that are in the book are directly affected. How are their lives going along? Is there an event or something that happens that, that changes them? Maybe they were happy-go-lucky and they became you know, incredibly cynical. Maybe they were a good guy and they turned evil. Um, you know, or maybe they were bad and they saw the error of their ways and they became good. Who knows? Any number of things. Things that progress a character, things that introduce some kind of a change. People that have an impact on their life. Uh, and the reason I say narrower in scope is when you look at something, and, I, you know, I hate to pick on on one person, um, but if you look at, say, like the disaster films that were made by Roland Emmerich, you have The Day After Tomorrow, uh, you have 2012. Those are two, um, two that stand out to me, especially in 2012. There's such... Um, and again, for those that aren't aware, you know, there was all this, all this commotion. Oh, 2012, the Mayan calendar ends. It's going to be the end of the world. All this stuff's going to happen. You know, people thought there were going to be massive earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, electromagnetic storms, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria, all that type of stuff. Of course, none of that's come to pass. Didn't happen. Okay. Roland Emmerich, uh, directed a movie called 2012 that focused on that um and there was a scene that took place i believe it was in los angeles huge earthquake uh you know huge tectonic event going on the city's basically ripping itself apart they're flying through uh you know in a smaller aircraft seeing all the destruction you have the ground heaving up subway tunnels exposed trains go flying out into nothing but it's so much on the screen at once that, you know, for me at the very least, my mind is just automatically, okay, this is a movie, okay, whatever, suspend your disbelief, just go along with it. There was so much going on, the scope was so large, you couldn't get past the fact that you're watching a movie, right? You know, it's it's not that you don't care about the characters, but you know that the situation is just so absurdly huge there's no real way to you know to process what's going on is a believable situation for a person uh to be in now i'll contrast that uh with a movie some of you might not know may have never heard of um there was a movie that came out i believe in 1988 called miracle mile and it had anthony edwards in it Basically, without getting too far into the the plot of that movie, uh, you know, he meets a girl, he sets a date to pick her up from work. When her shift gets off, she works at a cafe. He oversleeps, uh, goes to the cafe, is told that she's not there, goes to try and call her. During his old interaction at the phone booth, and for those that don't know, those that are young... Phone booths used to exist. You could find them on many street corners. You go, you pluck in some pocket change, you make a phone call. The phone rings, he answers it. It's a guy freaking out, saying that he's calling from this military base that happens to house nuclear missile silos. The implication is given that there's uh, an attack underway. They're about to get their 
missiles out of the ground because it's a, you know it's a use or lose it situation. Um, and that leads him on a chain of events. He goes into the cafe. He tries to you know make sense of what's going on. Is this real? Is it a practical joke? Uh, through movie magic, one of the people there uh, happens to be tied in with some shady government stuff. She's able to contact somebody and find out that, yeah, indeed, the, you know, the nuclear war is upon us. We've got a helicopter leaving from this rooftop at this time. Be there or be turned into a pile of ashes. You're not if you don't have SPF nine thousand, you're you're going to have a bad rest of the day. There's just no way around it. So, in theory, you know, global nuclear war is a, a very big subject to cover, but the way that this movie handles it, it focuses primarily on a smaller group of characters. The whole movie is not built up around scenes of destruction, you know, cities being leveled, you know, tens of thousands of people being vaporized. That's not the focus. It's more character-driven this is a situation we're in, how do we deal with it? And to me, that has much more of an impact than, okay, well, the entire world is coming to an end, which, I mean, in all fairness, you know, if there's global nuclear war, we're all going to, you know, cancel Christmas, it's done, we're not going to have a good time. But the scope in which it was handled was in such a way that you're able to focus on a much narrower window and the characters become what drive the story as opposed to being one action set piece to another action set piece. So, again, you know, it just goes back to the point for me that character is what really, really is going to engage somebody. You might hook somebody into a book with a really good story. They might even read the entire thing and enjoy it for the most part without it having the strongest character development that you could imagine. You take that same story and you put in, even if it's just, you know, you can have a book like uh, like I Am Legend where you've basically, you, you're focusing primarily on one person throughout that book, but it's driven in such a way that everything is immediate. Everything is is right there on you. You can feel what they're going through step by step as you go through the book. Now, if you took that back and you scaled it out and made it focus on a wider area and maybe not delve into the character as much, I'm not saying that it wouldn't be interesting to read, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be what it is. It would not have become what it has over the years, having been adapted to movies time over time. And I mean, to me, my favorite adaptation is still Vincent Price's The Last Man on Earth, just because it tends to have that more claustrophobic feel. It, it focuses primarily on that lone character, and then you had later adaptations like uh, Charlton Heston's The Omega Man, where still an enjoyable movie. It's got plenty of 70s cheese on it, if you don't mind that kind of thing, but it spreads the story out more. You have more characters brought in, and, you know, to me, it's not a bad movie. It just doesn't have the same power behind it that The Last Man on Earth did. And then you get to the Will Smith movie, I Am Legend. You know, Will Smith is a fantastic actor. You've got a fantastic story, but the movie, you can blame the CG villains. 
you know, that's definitely one thing that you could point to. But it, it's just the scale is amped up again, so you lose some of that. So, uh, and I, I, you know, I know I'm a writer. I, I write books. I'm talking about movies. I'm a visual person, so it's just giving something, you know, something to compare it to when you're thinking about it. If it helps you to think about things the way that I do, I hope to God that you don't really think about many things the way that I do. But if you do, you know, it's just one of the things, you know, come up with the basis of a story. You know, develop a few, at least start off with one really strong character. Even if you, you can base them off of yourself. If you've got anxiety, maybe they've got anxiety. You know, if you're a jackass, make them a jackass. Things like that. Make them somewhat relatable. You know, it doesn't have to be the everyman character that everybody on Earth is going to be able to relate to. Because honestly, in this day and age, you're probably not ever going to come up with a character that everybody's going to relate to. Um, but you give them realistic motivations. You you paint a picture of who they are, where they are, what happens as the story unfolds. Because at that point, it's not just the story, and the story becomes more than that. The story is not just, well, this is happening in the background. The story also becomes, how is this affecting this character? This person that I've come to identify with, how is this having an effect on them? And then you you follow the, the sacred rule of writing a book, whether it be a novel, a novella, a short story, a movie, anything like that, is you show, don't tell. You paint the picture through your words about what changes they go through. How, where were they at when they started? This is how it affected them. Maybe they became stronger, maybe they became weaker, but then maybe through that weakness it led them to some type of redemption, some type of endpoint. Maybe it doesn't end happily for them. Maybe they sacrifice themselves. Maybe they they die in vain. Maybe it was for nothing. Maybe they don't overcome whatever demon that they were battling with. But you take the reader with you on that journey. And that's one of the big things to focus on. So, you know, I, I go back to, to the opening point is you can absolutely write a book that is completely story-driven, characters are treated secondarily, Depending on your writing style, it, it could be one of the best things ever written. You know, far be it for me to ever dictate to anybody how they should write. Just from my point of view, when you have the characters to drive the story, it just adds that much more of a layer to it. I know to some people that's probably going to sound obvious, but again, you know, just from reading that comment and a thread of replies based on there's other you know there are people that that don't necessarily value character maybe it's because of their definition of a character their ideas of what a character should be maybe they just read something that they could not relate to the main character so it kind of took them out a little bit but they still like the story it could be a number of things you know i would never tell somebody how to enjoy a book any more than i would tell somebody how to write one personally you've got to have good characters that and again like i said that's my opinion you have good strong characters uh and it can really elevate it can even take a a story that could be mediocre otherwise and elevate it because like i said you're not just following the story from point eight from point a to point b you're following the journey and the development of that character whatever it may be they might go completely backwards you know they you know, it can be whatever you want it to be, but if you make them compelling enough, 
make them believable enough, not necessarily, like I said, in the sense of they don't have to be an everyman that everybody's going to pick up and relate to and be like, that's me, I see me in that character. That's not going to happen for everybody, and that's fine. Because if you start writing something to please everybody, it's going to be a mess, and you're probably going to just piss everybody off. But you can still create somebody that is compelling and realistic in the sense that they're not constantly doing something that's completely off the wall. They're not developing powers out of the blue that aren't explained. They're they're dealing with whatever they've got to deal with. Now, if they're a superhero and they've got those powers, or if it's something that comes up that's explained, they can do whatever they want to. They can fly through the center of the sun. Please don't kill the rest of us. You know, we've got stuff to get on with. But, you know, don't neglect that as part of the process whenever you sit down to write something because it's it's just one of those things where you want to give the best possible experience for anybody that reads your book whether you're writing only for yourself whether you're writing just for a loved one or whether you plan on publishing it through Amazon any other outlet you want to put paperbacks out whatever you want to do you want to not only reach the most people possible but you want them to have some type of of reaction to it. Maybe you want to make people angry. If that's what you go out for and you get it, then that's you've achieved your goal. Ideally, again from my perspective, you just you want to entertain people. You want to keep them reading. You want to keep them turning the pages and not wanting to put it down. And I think that having strong, well-developed characters goes a long way uh, into into achieving that end result. But uh, this has gone quite a bit longer than uh, I had originally intended it to be. I do have a tendency to ramble, as I'm sure that you all picked up on. Uh, Before I sign off, I would like to invite everyone listening to swing by my website. It's going to be linked in the description. Um, For those that are listening to audio only, it's www.jebbond.net. It's J-E-B. B-O-H-N.net. You come up to my landing page, sign up for my newsletter. I will not spam you. Normally I send out maybe an email every month, give or take, just to update you on what I'm working on, promotions, things like that. Uh, but sign up for my mailing list. I do have a horror anthology novella that I released last December. Uh, right now you can get that as an ebook for free when you sign up for my mailing list. I always try to do nice little things for uh, you know for my constant readers, for those that sign up for the mailing list, those that follow along with me. So be sure to check out that link, sign up for my mailing list, and uh, I hope you guys have a great day. And until next time, I have been the Angry Author. <laughs>